Welcome back. This is Sarah Scotto. In today's interview, we have Brittany here to answer questions on the opioid crisis. Brittany, if you'd like to introduce yourself, please. Hello, my name is Brittany. I'm 35 years old. I have a bachelor's degree in um, child study development, and I have been a healthcare administrator now for four years. And um, with this topic, I personally know um, some people who have been struggling with um, with um, addiction, and I, um, I'm happy to do this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So our first question today, and for our viewers, is where do you see the need for more rehab centers for patients who need help with opioid misuse? So I see um, this more in like the um, rural areas. I feel that they're um, more sporadic than you would find in the city. Um, I also feel that some people don't know where they are around us. So if, um, you know, it's more, um, there would be the, like people, like awareness, like if somebody, if I were to like ask other people or maybe in doctor's offices, there would be um, a list of where they may be in the surrounding areas. So people would just know and not have to ask others. It's a great response. I had another interview who pretty much mentioned the same thing, that people are just not aware mm-hmm. of where these rehab facilities are or having the ability to have access to them. Right. Um, so do you feel that the rehab programs that are we have now are being personalized to meet the needs of each of these patients? So I personally don't know since I've never been to one, but for what I um, envision, I feel like they're more just standardized and they have like, you know, you go through this motion and that motion and it's not really um, like personal. So I think that it should be more based on the person's needs. Okay. And how do you feel about the quality of services that are provided to the patients who suffer from opioid misuse? Do you feel that they're treated fairly? So personally, I have a um, family member who's been in and out of rehab probably about 25 times now. And she actually um, goes to one that she likes, but what happens is when they give her the methadone, she gets very sick on it and she, she just like cannot function and they end up throwing her out like they don't help her anymore after um after she becomes that sick so I don't know that is what she tells us I don't know if that's just her way of checking out of rehab or if it's true but and she still keeps going back to this one place because she says that they are actually like nice but if they're getting thrown out I'm not sure so just hearing that I don't think that they're treated um fair or well because they should be supporting her with this so that is um, what my perspective on one um, from one view. That's a great answer. Thank you. Um, do you feel that our healthcare system is up to date on providing care to these patients with opioid misuse? No, I do not. I feel like um, healthcare is very expensive to people, and some people can't afford um, even just wellness checks. Um, and even if they need like therapy, that is um, and also big. 
um, expense, so I do not feel that it is um, up to date. Okay. And uh, do you, who do you feel should be held responsible for the funding of these rehab facilities that I'm trying to get more put into place um, within the city or within Baltimore, Maryland? I think it should be the pharmaceutical companies. They should be putting a percentage towards the center because they, um, you know, they're making this drug, drugs. Do you believe that Big Pharma is the reason for the opioid misuse for patients or for people rather? Do you think they, they have, have a, a big... Yes, they have a big... Um, so back in the day, they actually used to do a lot of incentives for these doctors to really push pills quite a bit. Um, so who do you feel should be fully responsible to pay for the patient's treatment programs, such as in 12-step uh, inpatient programs, detoxing, these people who need medications such as methadone and suboxone? Well, um, I think, again, it should be coming from the pharma companies. I do feel like a percentage should be from the patient itself because personally, if I am putting, if I am um, want to go get help, I would want to like invest my time and know that like this is my money. I need to focus and help myself rather than just if it's all free, these people are going to just keep checking in and out and it's not going to be a burden on them because they're not going to have payment. So they should, I agree with that. I, I do feel that patients should definitely invest their own money yes. um, to really pay for their own patient care while in these facilities. I don't believe that all of them should, although I'm not quite sure how we would categorize who does and who doesn't. Right. Um, but with that being said, I definitely do feel that if you want to make a change in your life, which as an outsider huh. and just, you know, speaking on a podcast, um, we don't know the situation until we're fully in it and what that person is experiencing. However, I do feel that it's like buying a car. If you buy that vehicle and you're making that payment, personally, you're going to take care of that vehicle as best that you can. Correct. So I definitely feel that patients, um, what you said, should yes. definitely invest their own money in trying and wanting to help fight addiction and opioid misuse. Yes. So working in the healthcare field that yes. you have been in for four years now, mm -hmm. uh, you see a lot of electronic prescriptions going in and out. Do you feel that opioids are being better regulated through the healthcare system now? Yeah, so um, Electronic is definitely better because um, it's like a national database, so it's documented. If you just have like scripts, you don't know how, um, you know, they could go from clinic to clinic and be prescribed. This way, hopefully, you know, the national database can tell you like where it's coming from and how long they've been on this one prescription for. So you, you agree that or you think that they're better monitored? Yes. Perfect. Um, so my entire topic is on Baltimore. Um, they've had a very vast amount of overdose deaths due to misuse of opioids, and their mortality rate is significantly high. Mm -hmm. um, as an outsider and a citizen, what do you suppose that we could do to help these people or fix this issue? So if we put more um, money in rehab centers, even like you know, volunteer, like if there are people who have successfully done rehab, it would help a lot for them to like be like, you know, they're like a buddy system, support system. These people need 
others on their side, not just healthcare workers, because obviously the people in the rehab centers are going to, you know, work and try to help you, but it would be good knowing other people, like citizens, um, to be there for support. Um, I also feel like, you know, our tax money does go into Narcan. Um, it, this would be better to put more in the rehab centers than that because some people could just go get Narcan for free and then they just have excuse to go and then they take it if they're gonna overdose this way. If it's more on like, you know, helping the patient, it should be more in the rehab centers than just being able to get it on the streets. I agree and I really like how you touched upon to help people overcome the opioid misuse, I really love your answer with regards to having people who have already fought addiction, have overcome addiction, mm -hmm. um, should definitely be there for people who need help fighting that opioid misuse slash addiction. Um, I, that's a phenomenal answer. I really Thank appreciate you. that. Um, and our last question is, is what are your recommendations for improving the services of opioid misuse? So I really think that we should have um, more mental health services at a younger age because this is obviously stemming from somewhere as just not being addicted to the drug. They're trying to escape something in their lives. So more um, services would help in early intervention. Um, a good support system for sure, like family members. I also think it's really important that these children, even in high school, should know how these drugs could be addictive. You think that everyone is like, oh, opioids are like addictive, but honestly, they need to be educated on how and why. I mean, if they go to their doctor and the doctor says, hey, I want you to take this and this, you're gonna assume that the doctor is um, looking out for your best care and not just, you know, so you're gonna probably take the drug and you really don't know the side effects. So kids, especially teenagers, should be aware of this. Do you feel that um, education should start as early as maybe fifth grade? Yeah. Or is that too, too no, young? No, I think probably, I remember health class learning about that in like fifth to sixth grade, um, about alcohol and whatnot. So add this more into it as well, because it is starting, the vaping, everything is starting younger these days. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank oh, you for your pleasure. time. This is a great interview. I appreciate it. And um, that's it for today's interview. And we will see you tomorrow. Thank you.